0: Happy Halloween, everybody! This is Just Another Fanboy, and I'm your host, Stephen. And it's getting cold outside. I'm not sure what Halloween night is going to look like for us. As I am recording this, it is Wednesday. For you, it's Halloween. For me, it's the eve of Halloween. And they have been telling us for two days that we were going to get snow and ice on Halloween. In fact, Tuesday... They were saying that the snow and ice would begin Tuesday night at 1030. So I expected to wake up this morning or as if you're listening to this on Halloween yesterday morning, I expected to wake up to a blanket of snow and ice. There was none on the ground. So I looked at my weather app again and it said snow and ice possible at 1130 a.m. Well, it's now 1230 as I record this, and there is some snow, some icy pellety snow type stuff falling from the sky. It's not cold enough outside for it to stick, and the app is now saying snow possible at 7.30 p.m. tonight. So they just just keep pushing it on back. They just keep pushing it on back. But I'm not here to talk about the weather. I am here to talk about a special book for Halloween, Yesterday's episode, I said there was a a particular five issue mini that I was going to talk about today. I've decided not to talk about it today. I'm pushing that out to Friday. Today for Halloween, I want to talk about Deceased from DC Comics. And that's Deceased. D C E A S -S E D. D Deceased. Deceased. How many times do I have to say that? I talked about issue number one of Deceased back on episode number 25. On October 7th. So you can go and hear me just talking about ep- issue number one. But the last issue, since then, the last issue has been published. It's been released. It released today, which is Wednesday, as I record this. If you are listening to this on Thursday, Halloween, then that means the issue, issue number six, came out yesterday. But I've read it, and while I may rehash some of the stuff I talked about in episode 25. I'm going to talk about the six issues as a whole, as a series. So what is deceased? Is it DC's answer to Marvel zombies? Because it does involve zombies in the DC universe. I have to say no, it's not DC's answer to Marvel zombies. Why? Because Marvel Zombies came out what, a decade ago? Over a decade ago? Why would DC wait this long to go, "Hey, hey, uh, remember uh, Marvel's Marvel Zombies is, was really popular. Let's we need to do that." Okay, but let's wait a decade. That's I doubt that happened. What you have here, Darkseid captures Cyborg. Darkseid, he's always trying to get the anti-life equation, a mathematical formula that can be used to end all life in the universe. And I guess he just wants to use it. He doesn't want to kill it. That's, that's, the, he doesn't want to kill everybody. That's not the sense I get from Darkseid. He doesn't want to use it to destroy everything. He wants to use it as a bargaining chip to take over the universe. You know, who's going to mess with a guy who can, who can just kill everybody whenever he wants? That's the way I understand it. If that's not the case, I'm sure you'll let me know. But he has discovered that cyborg Who has, who was created using apocalyptian tech, you know, tech from apocalypse, which is where Darkseid comes from. The, you know, the, the cyborg part of cyborg, the robotics, it's all apocalyptian tech. Darkseid has discovered that within cyborg is the anti-life equation. And while he is trying to extract it from cyborg, it turns into something that he was not planning on. It becomes a virus. It infects Darkseid, and he turns into a rage zombie, and he destroys Apocalypse. Desaad is there for some reason. Desaad is not affected. I can't remember why the the virus does not affect him in any way. He does not get infected. They 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 seem to say something about it as if we're just supposed to know that Desaad doesn't get infected or affected or any of that. But he opens up a boom tube and shoots Cyborg back to Earth. But it's too late. Dark side's already infected. He destroys all of apocalypse. So cyborg, once he lands on Earth, this anti-life equation that is now inside him, that has now become triggered, has now become a basically a a, a an internet virus, you could say. And the first thing it does when he steps forth on Earth is it wants to get out there on the Internet. It senses the Internet. It can connect the Internet wirelessly through Cyborg. Cyborg tries to throw up a firewall, but it's too late. It gets out there. And anybody looking at a screen that is connected to the Internet is instantly infected with this Anti-life equation virus. It turns them into rage zombies and their only purpose is to kill. That's all they want to do. The anti-life equation wants to kill. That's it. Period. And so when someone is infected, they go and they start killing people. And if they can't, if they, if the person doesn't die, then they become infected and it just suddenly explodes all over the planet. This was such a good series. Now, I will admit, I went back and started to reread Marvel Zombies, which I remember just loving, but I could I couldn't get two or three pages into Marvel Zombies without just, I don't know, there was just something about it this time that I, I couldn't I couldn't take seriously, I guess. I don't know if it had something to do with the fact that every superhero that was a zombie just didn't, they didn't have lips. I don't know if it was an artistic thing that every superhero that was a zombie. They just didn't have lips. I guess that's how they tried to, I I don't know. They were trying to make them look zombie-like. And so they just removed their lips, but yet they're talking. And I don't know about you, but I find it hard to converse without lips. I kind of need those. So I, I, I couldn't get, I couldn't get into it. I may go back to it and read it. I was, I was thinking I, I would get deceased read by Halloween. Maybe I could get Marvel Zombies read by Halloween. I'll talk about them both. But I just couldn't get into it. But Deceased, which was written by Tom Taylor, it's just an amazing story. So once this virus gets out, certain heroes are infected, certain heroes are not infected. They manage to avoid it. And then they are trying to help the rest of humanity. Batman, he gets infected. And then it's up to freaking Alfred to take Batman out, which he does using a shotgun and he blows Batman's head off. That was crazy. And then he takes this suitcase that Bruce, Batman, had meant for Damien, who is now the Robin, who is also Bruce, Batman's son. And he gets into a Bat plane and he, find, he flies off and he finds Damien and he says, here, I'm sorry, your father was infected. He's now deceased. <laughs> deceased. I didn't mean to do that. He gives him the briefcase and in the briefcase is a Batman costume made for Damien. He says, Bruce always wanted this for you. He's passing this on to you. Now, in the meantime, Superman's still alive. He's not infected. Green Arrow and Black Canary are out on a camping trip with Hal Jordan Green Lantern. He gets, Hal Jordan gets infected and they end up having to kill him. They don't know what's going on. They don't, they're out, they're out camping. They don't know that this is going on, this whole infection thing. Hal, I think he goes into his tent and he's checking his phone. He gets infected. He attacks them. And one of them kills him. I don't remember which one it is. And when he dies, his ring comes off of his finger to go find a new Green Lantern. And it picks Dinah, who is Black Canary. So she becomes a Green Lantern. They go back into town and they find out what's going on and, uh, at that point, it's just a tale of survival, how to save as many people as possible. They all meet at the Daily Planet. Lois Lane is there. Jonathan Kent, which is um, Superman's son, Lois and Clark's son. Once once Clark makes sure that Lois and his son are safe and they're going to be safe, he leaves them with Green Arrow and Black Canary, who is now a Green Lantern, and he flies off to Kansas to check on his mom and dad. His dad has been infected. That was really sad. So he flies his mom back, and they're trying to get a handle on things. They're trying to rescue and save as many people as possible. Well, in the meantime, Captain Adam is in Washington, D.C., and he is there with, I think, Amanda Waller. And they have the Adam, who is shrunk down to atom size. He's in the virus. He's in a body that was infected and he is in there checking it at a molecular level. That is apparently part of a protocol that exists in the DC universe that Adam shrinks down to, to investigate the virus from the inside to see if there's a way to cure it. Well, while he's in there, he is infected. And then he manages to get through Captain Adam's shell and infect him and then Captain Atom flies in to, to to kill as many people as possible. Captain Atom explodes himself because he's basically a nuclear bomb encased in this shell. And so he explodes himself, destroying just most of that coast, most of that side of the United States. In the meantime, uh, Superman has tracked down both Flashes, Flash and Kid Flash, and he has... He brings them back because if either one of them is it gets infected, then they can go around and infect billions of people within moments. But they need a place to start sticking. They, they need a place for these survivors to go. Well, in Gotham City, Poison Ivy, using her powers over plants, basically has turned Gotham into a jungle. And these plants, these living plants seek out and, and destroy all of the rage zombies within Gotham and Gotham city becomes a jungle. She protects it. It's just her and Harley. Well, a, some of the heroes approach them and say, we, we need, we need a place to house the survivors. Can some of them stay here? And she agrees, but she says one rule don't hurt any of the plants. Then they all, they take the rest of them to Themyscira where the Amazons live. And, uh, Mira, who is who is Aquaman's wife, Aquaman is infected. She fights him off. They go to Themyscira, and she helps raise up her and, I think, her and Wonder Woman, and maybe Superman is involved. They bring up more land around the island to make the island larger. And then the rest of the, the human population that has managed to survive, they stick them there. So we've got, like half of the, you know, six million people in Gotham and six million people in Themyscira. And that's, that's like, that's it. And so they're trying to come up with a plan and Lex Luthor is helping them because, you know, you get to a point in society when the zombie apocalypse strikes that even the bad guys, you know, realize that there's a greater good that they have to work toward. And so they're, they're coming up with a plan. They're building these arcs to take people off the planet if, if necessary. Well, as they're, they're, they're all doing this at the Fortress of Solitude. That's where all the superheroes have gathered. And as they're there talking, suddenly we find out it's like, I think one of the flashes is standing there and suddenly a, like a heat, a heat beam or something, a laser sh- shoots out of nowhere and, and kills him. And you find out that Martian Manhunter has been infected and he's there and he's been invisible and he infects the other Flash. I think he kills Kid Flash, infects regular Flash. Flash runs out and just starts infecting people all over the world. And so Superman has to go stop him. And there's this moment where somebody says, well, how are you going to catch him? And he says, I'm not going to catch him. I'm going to let him catch me. And so, like, basically... Flash goes one direction. Superman goes the other direction. And then they meet at the, other, at the other pole almost. And they just smash into each other. And Flash is burst into bits. And Superman comes back. And he's very upset that he had to do that. But then you find out when this happened, it was such a, a force of two you know, unstoppable forces meeting that one of the Flash's freaking fingers pierced Superman's skin. And so now Superman is infected. And this is like such a sad a sad moment in the book because Superman knows he can fight it off because he's Superman. He has super healing, but he knows that he's going to turn eventually. And he hopes that he has enough time to, uh, you know, he says goodbye to to Lois. He says goodbye to his mom. He says goodbye to his son. And then he flies up into space. He figures if he can get himself into the sun or something, then by the time he turns... It's, it'll be too late. He, he will have destroyed himself, but he gets up almost into space and that's when he turns and once he's turned everybody's just like, well, that's it. Superman is now a freaking rage zombie and they retain their superpowers. There's no way we're going to be able to stop him. All we can do at this point is we need to get everybody on the arcs and get them the heck out of here because Earth is done. But they know that once Superman realizes that's what they're doing, he can destroy both of the arcs very easily. And so Damien says, well, my dad, you know, of course, he's prepared to take out everybody. Anybody who can go bad, he has a contingency plan in place. And Green Arrow is like, yeah, just like old Batman, he, he, you know, has a plan to take out everybody. And Damien says, well, you know, he doesn't have a plan to take out you. And Green Arrow is 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 offended. Well, why doesn't he have a plan to take out me? Does he just not assume that I'm dangerous enough if I would go bad that he needs to, to plan for that? And he's he's upset about that, that Batman didn't think enough of him to create a contingency plan in case Green Arrow went bad. Well, so in his utility belt, Batman had left Damien a, a, a chunk of kryptonite and then plans to turn it into a mist so that they could spray Superman to slow him down. And Wonder Woman says that's not going to be enough. We can't just slow him down at this point. Batman, the smartest guy, we understand that, but Batman doesn't kill. That was one of the great that was one of the things we loved most about Batman. He he wouldn't kill. So his contingency plan wasn't about killing Superman. So she takes this chunk of kryptonite and she takes this sword and I I don't remember who created the sword? One of the one of the the goddess of something. It's like she named off all the things that the this goddess was a goddess of. Because she says the, the two things that can take out Superman is magic and kryptonite. We're gonna fuse those together in this sword, which was created by this goddess who is the goddess of this and that and this and that and this. But one of the things she's the goddess of is mathematics. And the anti-life equation is a mathematical formula. So she feels that destiny has brought her to this point. And so she creates this, she merges the uh, the kryptonite with this magical sword and then her and um, Cyborg and who else? Her and Cyborg and Black Canary, who again is a Green Lantern, they go after Superman while everybody else gets, they'd send one arc to Themyscira and one arc to the jungle that is now Gotham and they start loading up people. So the three of them find Superman, there's a big battle and in the end, they don't—they don't end up stopping him. One Roman is able to cut his arm off, and she stabs him with the sword. But because he's a zombie, she's got to take his head out, and she doesn't do that. And he ends up punching her through the torso and killing—he infects her that way. She doesn't die. Well, Green Lantern, who again is Black Canary, she's about ready to to take him on. She doesn't know how she's going to stop him. When suddenly, all the entire Green Lantern Corps show up. They're like, the cavalry has arrived. And Superman, they're all, there's like, you know, there's hundreds of them. And Superman's floating there, looking at them. They're floating there, looking at him. And one of them says, what is he doing? And Black Canary says, he's calculating the odds. He's thinking it through. Can he take us out? And he realizes he can't. So he does the only thing that he can do. The anti-life equation does the only thing that it thinks it can do to kill as many people as possible. He flies into the sun and starts absorbing all the sun's energy to, to destroy the sun, which would then destroy the earth. But it would also destroy Superman at the same time. And so the Green Lanterns are like, all right, well, ultimately, this is not the best case scenario, but it is a solution to the problem. When the, when the sun is destroyed, the earth will, will freeze, freezing the, the anti-life equation with it, keeping it there. And so most of them go off with the, the two arcs to escort them to a planet where they can, the, the rest of the human population can live while a few stay behind just to monitor things. And while this is happening, Cyborg is down on the ground with, Wonder Woman. He has decided to stay behind. And actually, let me back up for a moment because there's this really awesome moment on Themyscira as they're loading into the arcs or the one arc there. Aquaman and the the Atlanteans that he has infected, they attack. They never should have been able to find the island. The island is protected from the rest of humanity. But because they added to the landmass, it broke down all of those barriers. So Aquaman with the frickin' Kraken and an army of Atlanteans attack Themyscira. Before the battle can really start, he, Aquaman's standing on this Leviathan, and he's screaming like a monster, and suddenly this arrow just slams into his eye, and it kills him. And there's Green Arrow standing next to one of the arcs. He's on a platform, and he goes, Yeah, Batman thinks that I'm not dangerous. I just shot an arrow... However, many yards away, through a freaking tempest and shot Aquaman in the eye, who was standing on a Kraken. And then he goes, F you, Batman. <laughs> That's Green Arrow is one of my favorites. When it comes to the DC characters, he's one of my top three. I've always loved Green Arrow. And I love the way this is the second story that I've read from Tom Taylor that has included Green Arrow. The other one was The Injustice, which also is not in canon, but I love the way he writes. Green Arrow. He gets Green Arrow. So anyway, all of these Amazonians, basically, they still have to fight this Atlantean horde and they sacrifice themselves so that the the, the rest of humanity, who is, you know, the six million or so odd people that's on this arc can get away. So Superman is destroying the sun. Wonder Woman and Cyborg are on the ground. Cyborg has decided he was going to stay behind the whole time. The virus started with him. There's no way he's going with humanity. So while Wonder, Wonder Woman turns because she's infected and he quickly lassos her up with her magic lasso and he says, all right, this lasso compels you. Are you able to communicate? And so the virus starts speaking to him. And he says, is there a way to stop you? And the virus says, the anti-life equation is death. Death, there's, there's no stopping death. And he goes, okay, but still you're a virus. Is there a cure? And it tells him, yes, that the cure is within him. And he's like, holy crap. I could have prevented, I started all this, but I could have prevented it. I could have saved so many people. I have to tell them. I have to tell them that there's still hope. But then Wonder Woman grabs him and rips his head off. And so that's how it ends with humanity flying off into space. Superman's dead. Martian Manhunter's dead. Batman's dead. Wonder Woman's dead. Flash is dead. You know, all the big ones, they're all dead. It was really sad. It was really sad. There's a moment where Superman is coming for the arcs Before, so before all the Green Lantern Corps arrive, he's he's heading toward the arcs in space to to destroy them. And his son, who's on one of the arcs, he realizes he's the only one that's going to be able to stop him. And there's just this moment where Damien tells him, you know, that's not your dad anymore. And he says, I know, I know it's not my dad. And and he says, you're going to make a great Batman. And they hug. And it's just... I don't like Dam I've never really liked Damien. I don't read a lot of stories with Damien, but I was reading comics when he was introduced, and I did not like him at all at, at the time. And I understand that it's been a decade or so since they introduced him, and he's probably grown as a character, and maybe I should give that guy a chance. But it was a really nice moment in that book, and there were a lot of real tug at your heartstrings strings, tear jerker moments. In this book, it was so good. And yes, I just spoiled the whole thing for you, but you should still read it. It is so good. It was wonderful. The art was great. I don't remember the name of the artist. It'll be in the show notes, but it was such a good book. And it was a great book to read for Halloween. Deceased, six issues. I'm sure it'll be out on trade soon. Look for it. All right. That's it. That's your Halloween episode, everybody. I hope you have a good Halloween. I hope you get plenty of candy. I'm sure we'll have a crap ton of candy at home. I can't eat it because I'm on this stupid diet, but I may sneak one or two here or there. Well, we'll be handing out treats as long as it's not snowy and icy out. We don't know what's going to happen just yet. All I know is right now it is cold. It's cold out there, folks. What is this, Miami Beach? Not hardly. Groundhog Day, just another fanboy. Be nice to each other, I'm out.